Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of our guests. On the last episode, you heard Danielle serve a subpoena to Jennifer Rose, the custodian of records at Swift's. When Jennifer received the papers, she immediately picked up her personal cell phone and dialed Ashley Ford. We were told that Ashley is the attorney for Swiss. If you remember, I reminded Jennifer that Ashley had to show up in front of Judge Sally Montgomery on Tuesday morning with all the documents. The judge that presided over the Cruz case was with the Cruz family from day one. Every subpoena, hearing, motion was done in front of Judge Sally Montgomery. Danielle, I know you and I looked her up before we went to court. What did you learn? Well, we did. I think you had possibly been in front of Judge Montgomery for one of the motions or something over the years, and I had not. That was my first time uh, ever seeing her, meeting her. And, you know, to paint a picture of Judge Sally Montgomery for all the listeners, Judge Montgomery is all of four foot ten and in this big black robe that they wear. But for such a small stature, she had such a presence. And you know that when you walk into that courtroom, it just oozes Judge Sally Montgomery. That is her domain. And she has her staff and she has her bailiff and her, you know, court manager and and her court reporter. And she just has this presence. You know who's in charge the minute you walk in that door. Whether she had a robe on or not, you know who's in charge. She was definitely the boss of the court. I mean, it was very impressive. Today, we have Tom Shaw, attorney for the Cruz family. Tom tells the listeners why Ashley Fort was subpoenaed before the court. Tom, explain to our listeners why it's important to have Ashley Fort show up to court with the documents. Well, when when... You guys served the subpoena. Um, We didn't think we had certain records, uh, specifically the blood spatter analysis, um, because Daryl had uh, looked through the documents and noted that that was absent. So we got Taylor to create a subpoena that compelled the Swift's office to produce all of the documents in one stack that supposedly they had previously produced. And it, it, because we didn't get an affidavit that authenticates those documents, it was important to have a human being down there 
to testify that these are business records of Dallas County, Texas. They chose Fort to be the the representative to testify about the completeness of the production and the fact that they were business records. Is it normal to have someone go down to court, testify like that? No, my opponent was was uh, was was um, trying to throw up as many roadblocks as he could to keep things out of evidence. And one of them was arguing that these records were hearsay and therefore not admissible. And I knew that if I got a, a, a county representative down there, a Judge Montgomery ruled that the uh, documents were admissible. She compelled everyone to agree that these documents were business records of the, uh, or records of what we call a regularly conducted activity by Dallas County. The conversation you will hear the voiceovers on are from the official court transcript between Judge Montgomery and Ashley Ford. I guess you got subpoenaed. Come front and center if you don't mind. What is your name? Ashley Fort. F-O-U-R-T. So you're from the county and you're bringing, these are medical records? Right. Will you agree that these are authentic copies? The records are from the medical examiner's file, the trace evidence file, the biology file, the toxicology file. So attorney Andrew G., we do have an objection that it appears there are certain records in here that we requested in discovery that were not previously produced. I I asked Mr. G to tell me what documents he's referring to because I knew he was throwing up yet another road roadblock to try to keep us from using these documents. And I also knew he was very likely not familiar with exactly what hadn't been produced. Judge Montgomery cut to the chase pretty quickly in with respect to Andrew's complaints because, and she kind of examined both of us and said, listen, if Shaw didn't have them yesterday, how can he produce them to you? And that kind of caught Andrew by surprise because he was hoping that he could kind of throw something up against the wall and it would stick. And Judge Montgomery, you know, you know, as she did throughout the case, um, did a great job of kind of cutting to the chase and figuring out, you know, what is in dispute here? What 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 what's a, a, a just and, and fair result? And um, she determined that he was making kind of a, a, a an objection that had no merit. We now continue reading from the transcript between Judge Sally Montgomery and the attorney Ashley Ford. So if Mr. Shaw didn't have them to give you, then they were equally accessible to both, that you can't object that you didn't get them from the plaintiff if no one had them. That's correct. But I also didn't believe you received DNA and serology either. These haven't been turned over to anybody. This is serology. Yes, they were requested back in 2016 via a subpoena. The majority of the records, 
like the DNA records and serology, they didn't exist back in 2016. If they did, it was just a very few pages of information. Well, both of that is incorrect because the test results say 2014. Let let me comment on that, uh, if I may. Please. Uh, Subpoenas continue in effect if documents are obtained later that comply with that subpoena. They don't end. Subpoenas don't end. Uh, So once they received the documents and once they supposedly generated them, they had an obligation to produce them. No, 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 no. I well, it's to it show you the subpoena that was served to you all. It wasn't. We found out yesterday you guys did not uh, fulfill it. Now, remember, as you heard on the last episode, we went to Swift's with a copy of the 2016 subpoena, which is legally still in effect. According to Jennifer Rose, she had been reviewing the file to see what had been turned over and what hadn't. So she's in front of a state judge and she told the judge the serology wasn't done in 2016 when there was a subpoena that she acknowledged. When was the serology done, Danielle? Um, In the evidence, we have reports that it was done in 2014. To me, that says she was not telling the truth as it appears to a state judge under oath, but it's obscene. There seems to be no repercussions for the actions of SWIFTS and the people that are running these agencies. The voiceovers now resume the conversation from the court transcripts between Judge Sally Montgomery and Attorney Ashley Fort. It may be prejudicial, but the fact is it's not plaintiff's fault because they weren't turned over because the county make a mistake. So what I'm going to say is we continue the case if you want to look at it. All right. At this point in the hearing, Judge Montgomery um, makes the unsolicited offer to continue the case if Andrew G wants to look at the documents and of course he agrees to that because he doesn't want to go to trial anyway and then as we look further on the pages i said i don't want it to be continued um and andrew says i don't even know what they say and i can't read hundreds of pages of scientific records in the next 10 minutes I then I say to him, you know, how do you how do we know they're even relevant? He didn't even have an expert. You know, it's it's kind of a a surprise to both of us is is what I was saying. And since he didn't have an expert, it's it's not like he's going to have somebody translate these records that he admits he he doesn't know anything about anyway. One of the things that. Andrew was trying to do here was keep me from getting these documents into evidence once again by throwing up a roadblock to argue that his people hadn't seen it, the the documents. And Judge Montgomery went to the heart of this matter 
and the the reason that this was very important is because if there'd been an expert on the other side she may have correctly uh had a, a basically a timeout of a day or two to allow the experts to digest this material i didn't need that because i felt comfortable that daryl would be able to sift through the information and you know determine whether or not it was relevant to his opinion and it it supported his opinion in 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 the end it was pretty clear to us at that point that dallas county hadn't complied with the subpoena in the first place and that they they may have been either negligent or intentional in hiding um or or not producing documents that were in fact in existence i think i think with due respect to ashley fort i my memory of the dating of those documents is that they were in existence before 2000 i think she says 16 i think they were in existence before that so her saying that they weren't i i don't think that's absolutely correct they're clearly noted the date that they were done and accepted in the document there is right. no question that ashley misrepresented several things in this and this is where i find it amazing in my opinion that she is an attorney in front of a judge stating the following that the majority of the records like the serology were not done back then when clearly they were done in 2014 accepted in march of 2014 she says majority which means greater number and then later she comes back and says there might have been a few pages, 191 pages, Tom, a few pages. That's absurd. I am going on a rant on this because I expect attorneys to be above board and tell the truth to a state judge. We now resume the voiceovers from the court transcript between Judge Sally Montgomery and attorney Ashley Ford. Not true. They didn't know. Okay. He didn't get them to where he could supplement them. He wasn't told about them. He didn't know he needed to issue another subpoena. The county just now said that they made a mistake. So it's not Mr. Shaw's mistake. It's the county's mistake. That's what she just said. Raise your hand. Say your name again for the record. My name is Ashley Fort. I'm assistant district attorney with Dallas County. Okay. Okay. You're saying the county made a mistake and didn't tell Mr. Shaw about these newly generated or relatively newly generated records, right? What I can say is back in 2016, he issued a subpoena, and it does not appear that the clerk who processed the subpoena for the medical examiner's office and SWIFT's provided all the documents that were in existence at that time. Subsequent to that subpoena, there were additional records created, but they did not receive a second subpoena until this trial subpoena last week. Okay. And so is there any way you know that Mr. Shaw would know they existed prior to the trial subpoena last Friday? 
I do know that after the clerk issued a fee sheet in response to the first subpoena back in 2016, he followed up with a letter saying, you know, is this, you know, all of these records, is this what the fee sheet is in relation to? I don't know that the clerk actually responded to that letter, but I can only presume that if he didn't get a response, he thought he was getting everything in response to the subpoena. But that's the best that I can attest to today. There's nothing in the medical examiner's file that indicates that the clerk responded to that letter independent of previously giving him the fee sheet for those records. Based on experience, probably not. Based on my experience, I doubt that she contacted him. All right, that answers the question. So he didn't know about it. So if the expert is going to look at it for the first time right now, you don't have an expert, so you're just going to have to go through it. I guess your evening is going to be the same as the experts. So Mr. G is now complains and throws up another roadblock. And I'm not criticizing Mr. G for this strategy. I, I think when you when you really don't have any facts or law on your side, you just try to keep the other side from being able to submit the evidence and offer the evidence um, to support whatever you're asking the jury to do. And Andrew, you know, did a good job of of trying to uh, thwart our ability to present our case. But the problem with that strategy, once you get in front of a jury, is you lose credibility. Um, and juries often see that, well, this this guy's or this lady lawyer is being obstreperous. He or she is trying to um, be obnoxious, basically, and uh, keep us from getting information that we need in order to to solve this case. What do you say to Andrew's comment that this episode is brought to you by Shopify? Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We knew about these records back in 2016 and 18, yet we didn't subpoena her until Friday. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, We assumed that there was a complete production when they were originally produced. So we don't know what we don't know. And in, in this particular case, we figured out on Thursday or Friday that the records weren't complete and that documents we had subpoenaed, they withheld from us. Now, the, the concern that some people might have there is that because ultimately the district attorney's office, the county, uh, decided it wasn't going to prosecute this case. There's, you know, some people might argue that that was intentionally withheld from us. Now, again, I don't know what's in anyone's heart in this matter. I, I just would say that um, documents weren't produced 
and I seem to remember that we checked on the documents, called there and said, is this all of them? That's what I well, remember. I don't I shouldn't have to. Here here's the deal on <laughs> something something like that, Sheila. I shouldn't have to ask Ashley Fort, is this a complete production? If it's not a complete production, she has an affirmative obligation to tell me what documents have been withheld or what documents are missing. Um, and she she didn't do that. Now, not every lawyer is, is, is as thorough as we'd like to be, but in this particular case, um, she was getting up in front of a judge, so she had an affirmative obligation to know what had been produced and what hadn't and to be prepared to respond to uh, whether or not um, there was a complete production back in 2016 or 15, whenever it was originally uh, subpoenaed, <clears throat> excuse me, subpoenaed, and it actually would have been probably 2016 because I believe we filed suit in early 2016. To remind our audience, we have on the record Jennifer Rose talking to Ashley Fort on the phone, telling us that she was reviewing the documents and had the documents, and that was on a Friday when she was subpoenaed. So she had it previously before then, and she was going through to see what had been produced and what hadn't. So she knew an attorney for that agency, she should have known everything that's there and everything that we got. Our, our DA is reviewing all of this, reviewing the case. We're just asking about this subpoena to see what has been released, what's going on with it. Okay, but the subpoena says all records, so there's not a question. The question is that she's reviewing is what has been released, where are we at, what's going on? So she's looking at it. Okay. I mean, it, it basically tells us that Ashley had this information. She was very well aware of it. So, well, that that's Sheila. That's right. Um, in, in a way that's right, but in a way she's, she's covering herself with what she told the court when she said that perhaps a clerk that processed the subpoena didn't produce documents that should have been produced. You know, that's an explanation. Well, wait a minute. I'm talking about her standing in front of Judge Sally Montgomery, that this was the complete set of documents. And granted, she's using words like. Well, no, let me interrupt you for a second, Sheila. That that's a different issue because we found out later that it wasn't a complete produ uh, production. So the the fact that she's saying that documents might have been added to this production and produced for the first time isn't really what we're fussing about, at least not me, because, again, going back to that old saying, you don't know what you don't know. So we didn't know that the county attorney had withheld documents 
And we saw several of those in a meeting that we had after this. Um, and I think we were all equally stunned that these are documents we never had. And then Andrew G whipped out a document that we'd never seen. Um, and he wasn't in a position to give us the information on where he got it. So um, there were several problems with the production ultimately. If she knew that they weren't produced to us, then then she was mistaken when she said to Judge Montgomery that it was a complete production. In fact, it wasn't a complete production, even close to it. Well, right. On 920 of 22, when she's standing in front of Judge Montgomery with the records representing that this is a complete record of the case file of Jonathan Cruz of what they have at Swift's. We then find out in February of 2023, there was more information that was contained in those files that was not turned over. But I do have a question for you, Tom. You said if she didn't know, she works for the DA's office. She's part of the DA's office. How does she not know what they have or don't have? Well, here's the interesting thing about that question. The DA's office is just like Xerox Corporation. It's it's an entity, not a grouping of individuals. So the DA's office, which is a department of the county, ultimately it's the county that's responsible. The same county that John Crusoe represents and the same county that, you know, the various employees are paid by. So her saying that she didn't know is carefully segregating herself from other people in the county that clearly did know. I call foul on that. If you're an attorney for an organization or agency, you're in front of a state judge and your your reputation's on the line that you're either a liar or you're telling the truth, period. I don't think Ashley Fort was ready for the questions that Judge Montgomery asked her. And some of the things that Judge Montgomery uh, inquired about and that she and some things that she voluntarily uh, disclosed weren't correct. One of the things that we've talked about is that this wasn't a complete production. Now, she has an obligation if she's coming down there and making affirmative statements, she had an obligation to make sure that the statement she made to this judge, this judge is is very seasoned and, you know, she's been there. She's been there a while. She's seen all these games before. She should have been a little more careful uh, about what she was representing because the, the fact that she said that it was a complete production turned out to be false. My opinion is Judge Montgomery obviously had seen things before, and that's why she asked the questions she asked. She made several comments about production. I feel like she was very well prepared, uh, Montgomery. Shame on Ashley. Well, that's, that's true about the questions she asked. And she had expressed 
that she dealt with this before in other cases with Dallas County and that they were not very good always at producing or making complete productions of documents. I have a question for you about that. There are no repercussions that the Cruz family had to go through this and that a judge was lied to. Nobody has any kind of repercussions or accountability. Well, there's there's always accountability when you lie to a judge. It it may not be, you know, today, but if if Judge Montgomery learns that she was lied to by the county, she may be even more skeptical tomorrow about what she's told by county attorneys. So Ashley Ford probably has a bit of an obligation to, you know, disclose that she was she was wrong. She didn't do that. Or an apology to the Cruz family for misrepresenting their son's murder. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. In the end, Sheila, it's a good question. What did, what did we accomplish? Um, what we accomplished that this day was uh, obtaining records that we didn't have before. But fortunately for the Cruz family, my clients, this didn't shake up the outcome of the case. They supported what the expert uh, said about the case, and it was okay. No, the evidence totally backed up what we knew all along, and we can prove. That's how absurd this case is. The In spite of Swift's and the DA, we can prove that Brenda Lazaro shot that gun and a jury vindicated the Cruz family. I'm very angry by this whole thing because I do hold attorneys to a certain level of integrity. And the right. fact that somebody goes in front of a judge, a judge, and lies. That is beyond shocking to me. And I know in today's world, I shouldn't be, but I still am. We, we are getting to the point where sometimes we, we forget that we have rules and they're meant to be followed. And the rule here is be truthful with the court. Don't you guys take some sort of oath? Yes. When we're sworn in as lawyers, we we take an oath, and as officers of the court, we, unlike the non-lawyers, um, we don't have to be sworn in in order to testify. And the reason that we don't have to be sworn in is because we are officers of the court and therefore have a, an implied obligation to speak the truth. Judge Montgomery swore her in. I think she's a boss judge. She doubly is sworn in and lied, in my opinion. 
They could correct a wrong, but they're not going to. They're going to double down. Without Warning Podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat, questioning the truth, dissecting the evidence, and demanding justice. Prepare yourself for the ultimate true crime experience. Without Warning Podcast, available now on all major podcast platforms. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.